Well, John, it's a, a pleasure to see you and catch up with you and have a chat with you, I suppose, is the best way to describe it here at Google Revival 2018. And the reason I'm saying that is I don't know a lot about you as a person, but to Jeremy Warren, who's the, the gentleman who has put together the uh, Freddie March Spirit of Aviation exhibition and has done here at Goodwood for a number of years, said to me that you're quite a character and have quite a reputation, a good reputation, might I say, but someone of great interest who I would need to speak to. And I'm doing exactly that now. But I do believe from what uh, Jeremy was telling me, John, is that you've had many, many hours up in the sky lots of hours and you're a big big part of everything that i think has gone on with regards to the freddie march spirit of aviation exhibition yeah i've been coming here for at least 15 years um and each time i've been displaying here or bringing airplanes in for the freddie march which uh, we operate or maintain from duxford in cambridgeshire that's where we're based yeah um but we support uh, the revival heavily as much as we can um and yes, I've you know I've been lucky. I've I've had a, a fantastic flying career and, and a great engineering career, and so that's given the fruition of the aeroplanes that you see here today that have come from us. So we have the Blenheim here, of course. Uh, it's a big favourite here. Very much. Uh, so. Everybody loves her as we do. Uh, but this year we uh, we bought the Lysander, and the Lysander. Uh, it's a very unique aeroplane. It's a very rare aeroplane. Again, it's there's only two British-built Lysanders in the world. She is one of them. Uh, so lovely wartime history. And it really kicked off last year when uh, Jeremy said to me, great John, the Blenheim's been here, it's one Freddie March again. What are you going to do next year? <laughs> and I said, well, um, hundreds of the Royal Air Force. Um, he said, you know, the one aeroplane we'd love is that Lysander that you have. Well, at that time, that aeroplane was in a great many pieces in our restoration hangar. So I went back to Duxford, spoke to the crew and said, what do you think? We can get that ready for revival next year. Do you think we can do that? And they sort of all looked a bit perplexed and said, well, we love a challenge, so let's go for it. Let's do it. And uh, so we've been working a lot of midnight oil. Uh, she flew 10 days ago. She, she got a full permit uh, four days ago, and her first trip away from Duxford was here on Thursday. I think this. it was a last-minute thing. That's exactly what uh, um, I had been told by Jeremy. But the fact that the Lysander is here, I mean, again, like the Blenheim for yourselves down at the Aircraft Restoration Company, what fantastic aircraft. And it must be a real delight for you, I thought, as well, John, the appreciation and the, the interest that is shown by the crowds that come along to see the aircraft that you bring to bring to the show it is in fact um, I was standing in front of the Blenheim only about half an hour ago and um, a group of girls came along and they were all standing standing on her and um, the and of course that huge huge crowd went around and the, the girls thought they were going to be up there for about five minutes I think they ended up there for 45 minutes and all the people just went mad for it um, great pictures and everything else but the aeroplanes like the Blenheim we have as a crew coming here we've been very pleasantly surprised at the knowledge that people have of the aeroplanes and I'm not sure how many people come to Revival who would go to a normal air show for instance but there seems to be an increased level of awareness for the old aeroplanes here than sometimes we see at the air shows yeah. so there's a huge interest and I think that comes from obviously the cars the event, the engineering and the history of the machinery that's here uh, but we are yeah, we're very 
pleasantly surprised at the, the knowledge base that's here. We are blessed. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Goodwood, what we have at the moment, and the, the Freddie March uh, Spirit of Aviation exhibition in just a second. But if I can go back on your career, your flying career, your engineering career as well, there are many hours involved, as I said earlier, up in the sky. Where did it all begin, that fascination of flying? Or maybe the first time you sat in a cockpit ready to take off on a runway. Where was that and when was that? Um, actually, it was at Duxford many years ago now. Um, but my career started um, as an apprentice at British Aerospace on engineering. And I eventually finished the apprenticeship um, working on short-range weapons, which were basically air-to-air -air missiles. Um, but I'd started to go to Duxford as a volunteer, cleaning old aeroplanes, cleaning hangars, and became a bit of a hanger rat, I suppose you'd describe it these days. Um, the flying then came about because I left aerospace, started engineering on old aeroplanes, because that's what I, I wanted to do for my career. And then I was very lucky that at Duxford we had some fantastic ex-Royal Air Force instructors who were then display flying. And so I, I started flying with them, and I was basically taught to fly by them at Duxford. And Can you remember that first conversation? Did you approach them? Did they approach you, if you know what I mean? Just say, please, can I have at least a go in one of these? It sort of, it was a bit of both, really. <laughs> it started off in a chipmunk, lovely little aeroplane, and there's a couple here today. Um, but that's what I learned to fly on. Um, and they were ex-Royal Air Force aeroplanes, and so the owner of the particular chipmunk uh, that I flew basically as well if you maintain it for nothing John then I'll let you fly it and you can learn to fly on her so yeah, that's how it started and um, and I remember you know in those days there were not many pennies around as a um, an ex-apprentice who's just decided to leave this huge umbrella company and start on his own and uh, and so I worked for flying and that's what I did and uh, and then from chipmunks it was into a t6 harvard um, then on to the bigger aeroplanes the twin-engined aeroplanes and the, the the flying career sort of expanded the way the engineering expanded yeah. um, as i said i started on my own i now with 70 people in the company um, i've done over 4,000 hours of flying now on 100 and different 120 different types of aeroplanes. Is that how many it was? I couldn't remember whether it was hundreds or even thousands different types of aircraft that you actually get into. But every one you get into must, for yourself, be a real pleasure, isn't it, John? It is. Um, you know, you never lose of... that buzz about getting behind. No, you don't. Getting no, up you don't. there, getting in the and I, and I think the day I do lose the buzz, I'll probably need to go and buy a boat or something and do something <laughs> different. But uh, a lot of people say to me, what is your favourite? And I I, I always reply, I don't actually have an overall favourite. You know, the, the aeroplane you're flying on the day is, yeah, is your favourite. So, yeah. For us, again, you know, it, there's one thing having a static exhibition on the ground. We can appreciate them, hopefully, from there, but it's not until they take off. And again, watching the, the four aircraft that I think are flying out each day from here at the moment at the, uh, the Goodwood Revival, I think there are three Spitfires, correct me if I'm wrong, and a, and a hurricane yeah. taking yeah. off. Watching them go out, taxi, whatever you call it, and then they take off on this wonderful grass runway that we have here at Goodwood, and then seeing them take to the skies, and this image of them doing it in their in period basically what they used to do and how they were involved maybe in the in the second world war 
it just, you know, it brings a tear to your eye and it brings a lump to your throat, basically. And I'm sure that the fact that you're involved in something like that, John, for yourself personally, must, must again be a real pleasure. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm actually in one of those Spitfires. I and, thought you um, were. Jeremy said this yeah. to me. The blue one, I think. Is <laughs> the that blue correct? one. Yes. It, it, yeah, it's one we finished earlier this year. And uh, it's a very special. Yeah, she's a photo reconnaissance aeroplane. Yeah. But then after the war, it, it got a lovely history in air racing with a pilot called Lettice Curtis, who was during the war one of the ATA girls that flew fighters to the squadrons. But after the war, she joined into some air racing, King's Cup air races, and actually flew that Spitfire in the air races. Yeah, those stories so have been told quite recently, I think, yeah. haven't they? The ladies so that would turn lovely up history. Yeah. But it's very special. You climb into a Spitfire, and like you say, a big grass airfield, an airfield that's got its own history from the war as well. Um, and when you're taxiing out, even if you're on your own, it's special. But when you're taxiing out with two other Spitfires and a Hurricane, then it becomes even more special. Yeah. And um, and in the air, of course, flying next to a Spitfire is as you know when you're in one, you okay, you're in a Spitfire. But seeing another one right next to you is something else. Yeah. It's very say, special. Watching you go off yeah. in formation is lovely. And if you're bringing in the, the Westland Lysander or somewhere like the Bristol Blenheim, when you fly into somewhere like uh, Goodwood, the airfield, and again knowing its history here, is that special as well? And landing on the grass airfield, as we say the the runway here you, you again take into account what this place used to be and the role that it played maybe again during the second world war yeah of course it's um any of the old airfields especially grass airfields where they are sort of non-commercialized to the extent of you know there's no big modern concrete buildings around here that detract from the fact that it's it's a lovely old airfield um it's got its you know with the racetrack and the, the airfield in the middle it's it's a special place, uh, very unique, um, and so bringing old aeroplanes in here just feels a natural thing to do. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Um, with regards to the Lysander, there's a competition of sorts, the spirit of aviation, that's the way that obviously the, the Freddie March exhibition is judged. Is it in with a chance following the success of the, the Bristol Blenheim? For all of you I, at the, um, uh, I hope restoration? So. Yeah, I group, hope yeah? so. I think the... Uh, I hope the judges recognise the, the tremendous effort that the boys at Duxford put into making that aeroplane. And it is a big effort, isn't it? A oh, great it is. I yeah. can't appreciate it, yeah. but there's a it lot of hours. A huge amount of work that went into it, and a huge amount of work by volunteers as well. And so, to get that aeroplane actually ready to get here, a lot of people said we'd never do it. But we did. Were you so, all pleased with it? Was there a bit of a party, a bit of a celebration when you knew that that aircraft was ready and would be ready for the revival this year? We haven't actually yet had time to celebrate it because <laughs> it was um, so close. To they the were wire. even finishing the painting the day before it came here. So we. <laughs> it was and a good of course, way to dry it is to fly. Well, it, yes, it? that's there, true. There you go, as long as it doesn't but, run. Um, and you know, old aeroplanes are just like anything else. When when they're that fresh out of a restoration or a rebuild. They're always bedding down, and so little things can go wrong. And um, so even the, on the flight down, uh, you know, it could have had a problem uh, where we might have wanted to return to Duxford. Um, we didn't. It's here. Um, but as I say, we were obviously very pleased to get it here. I haven't been back to base yet um, since that. So uh, when I take her home, um, hopefully with a trophy of some sort, um, then we'll celebrate it. Yeah, and that will yeah. be for the team, not just exactly. for yourself. It no, will be no. for the plane and for, for the and, and for the team yeah. as well. A yeah. um, couple of things. RAF's 
centenary year this year, a special year, and it's great that it is celebrated within the exhibition this year, isn't it? It is. It is. We've been um, we've had a, a busy year with that. Um, the Blenheim, especially, has done a lot of shows this year um, to celebrate the hundredth of the, the Royal Air Force, and and that's the way it should be. I mean, the people love seeing those aeroplanes. Um, they're part of the celebration. And uh, so, yeah, it's been a very successful and busy season for us. Excellent. You were saying to me before, I think we, we began the conversation, you're flying for His Grace the Duke and a party this evening here at Goodwood. What are you taking up and how does that display work later on uh, today, John? It's going to be two Spitfires. Um, I'll be in the, the blue PR1 and Brian is flying MH434, which is a Spitfire that's flown here for many years. Um, and we're not yet sure what we're going to be doing. Of course, there's all sorts of rule changes in the display world yes, now. very much so. And so we have to comply with those rules. But I'm sure we'll put on a good display and uh, everyone at the party should enjoy it very much. It isn't just the display, it's the sound of a Spitfire. You can tell that they're coming from miles off. You've got a lovely job, haven't you? And I'm glad that I'm sure you look back on your career and think, well, I'm glad I did maybe do the engineering side of it but I'm so glad as well I thought I'll give that flying a go as well yeah it's no um, regrets whatsoever I, I, I really enjoy John. both sides of it um, I'm very happy in an aeroplane of course but I'm equally happy with the spanners and the set of overalls I'm working on them so I get the best of both worlds really yeah, it's always interesting and I think essential that you know how this thing works the thing that you're sat in that does make a big difference it does make it a well. big difference um, yeah, you, you, you end up sort of smelling them, hearing them, feeling them, and you, you know what's going on. Yeah. You know what's going they on. So when it changes, a... you're aware of it. <laughs> they become a part of you, and like you say, you do yeah. know if something isn't quite right. Well, well done to, to you and all of the team at the Aircraft Restoration Company. The Lysander does look fantastic, and the Blenheim as well, and all of the aircraft that are here as part of the Freddie March uh, exhibition, Spirit of Aviation exhibition. Lovely to talk to you, John. A real pleasure and everything. An amazing career that you've got. And like I say, yeah, enjoy the rest of the revival, won't you? Yes, I will. Most definitely and thank you.